Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Francis's trip to Canada continues to be very revealing about what the man the world thinks is Pope, what he really believes, not only about the Catholic faith, but also who his biggest enemies are and what he thinks of them. Or maybe I should say what he thinks of us, because we've now got word that he told his fellow travelers in the Jesuit church that he doesn't believe traditional Catholics are even Christian. His words come as more and more examples of invalid masses and liturgical chaos in the Novus Ordo pop up with greater frequency, and the bishops do nothing to establish control, and instead they focus dutifully on suppressing the Latin Mass. They do nothing to ensure that these Masses are said validly. And while this is happening, Cardinal Burke offers some encouragement to those of you who are despairing in these troubling times in the Church. So let's start with Cardinal Burke here, who addressed the readers of Father Z's blog about the restrictions being imposed on the Latin Mass. He did not offer a way forward. He did not offer a way to resist, since honestly that's not really his style, quite frankly. But he did offer words of encouragement. I'll have a link in my show notes today to Father Z's post where the video addressed to the lady who are reading his blog is embedded, since I'm sure many of you will want to see it. Father Z's blog is very good, by the way, and he's been running it for a very long time. Anyway, my show notes are on my site, returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with the .org at the end. Look for the post with the same date as the release of this episode, and it'll be linked there. I would post the links directly in the comments or in the description, but our hosts don't particularly like it when you link to websites that might have ads running on them. It's actually against their rules, hence why I put things on returntotradition.org. But Cardinal Burke's words of encouragement are instructive here. From the LifeSite News summary of his talk, quote, I am with you. Burke addressed the readers of the traditional Catholic blog. I sense the suffering of the tumultuous time in which we are living in the church, and I simply want to encourage you that each one of us, in his or her own way, continue to serve the Lord faithfully, with trust in his words to us, that he remains with us always in the church, and that his grace will never be lacking to us, he continued. It's not easy to understand sometimes God's permissive will, but our faith teaches us to trust and that his providence will prevail, Burke declared. The message was addressed to the readers of the traditional Catholic Father Z's blog. The author, a diocesan priest who celebrates a Latin Mass, Father Zuldorf, provides commentary and insight on current Catholic issues. We try to point our discussions back to what it is to be Catholic in this increasingly difficult age, to love God and how to get to heaven, Father Zulstorff wrote, end quote. I included Father Z's quote in the article with Cardinal Burke's words for a reason. Father Z has stated essentially what the traditional movement is about in a nutshell. Bumper sticker or slogans or elevator pitches being used to describe things effectively is actually pretty hard, especially anything as complicated as the traditional Catholic movement in the church. But Father Z captured its essence in a single sentence. Maybe he should tell Pacapapa Francis what the traditional faith and traditionalist movement really is about, because Francis has literally no idea other than it, that it resists his innovations and the innovations we saw before him in the church these past few decades, innovations that are clear breaks from the historic faith. 
Francis was speaking to some Jesuits in Canada at the end of his apology tour in that country, and I touched on this briefly last week, but he was asked about the need to change things in the church, and he once again co-opted St. Vincent of Larens and misused what the saint was talking about when he spoke about doctrinal development. Here, Francis uses the saint to tell us what he really thinks of us. The traditional Catholics are actually pagan, meaning not even Christian. That's what that word actually means. From the article published by the official Vatican publication, La Civilita Cattolica, which means the Vatican and Francis are endorsing what he said here. From that outlet, we get this quote. Yes, that's true. Changes needed to be made. And they were made. Law cannot be kept in a refrigerator. Law accompanies life and life goes on. Like morals, it is being perfected. Before, forced servitude was lawful. Now it is no longer. The moral life is progressing along the same line. It is the teaching of St. Vincent of Larens. Here he used a bunch of Latin. I will spare you my bad pronunciation of Latin and go to the translation. The dogma of the Christian religion must follow these laws. It progresses, consolidating over the years, developing with time, deepening with age. St. Vincent of Larens compares the biological development of humans with the transmission from one age to another of the depositum fidei, which grows and consolidates with the passage of time. Human understanding changes with time, and human consciousness deepens. The vision of the doctrine of the church is monolithic. To be defended without nuance is wrong. That is why it is important to have respect for tradition, the authentic one. Someone once said that tradition is the living memory of believers. Traditionalism, instead, is the dead life of our believers. Tradition is the life of those who have gone before us and who go on. Traditionalism is their dead memory. From root to fruit, in short, that is the way. We must take the origin as a reference, not a particular historical experience taken as a perpetual model, as if we had to stop there. Yesterday it was done like this, becomes, it has always been done like this. But this is a paganism of thought. What I have said also applies to legal matters, to law. End quote. Ah, yes, our Catholic faith is pagan. Elsewhere, Francis told us that we had no faith, that our faith was dead. He repeated it here, of course. It's a practice line for him. He says this stuff all the time. He's telling us what he really thinks of us. He doesn't even think that we're Catholic. He doesn't even think we're Christian in the vaguest, most secular sense of the term. Think about it for a moment. Think about this man that the world thinks is Pope and how he's being so antagonistic needlessly to the segment of the church that actually unreservedly adheres to everything the church has always taught and always required us to believe, without reservation, at a time when the faith is in free fall in the Western world. There's a reason many of us think he's probably the destroyer pope of the prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi. He's actively destroying the faith that people in the church have, and accusing those who still have the faith of being not only faithless, but pagan. He questions our faith. That's okay. I question if he's even a Christian in the most generic way of conceiving that term. He certainly preaches a gospel that's different from the gospel of Christ. That's not all he had to say, though. A Jesuit seminarian asked him about liturgical errors that are commonly seen today, and the Pacapapa couldn't help himself but go after trads again. Quote, When there is a conflict, the liturgy is always mistreated. In Latin America 30 years ago, there were monstrous liturgical deformations. Then they moved to the opposite side of the backward-looking inditrista obsession with the old. A division was established in the church. My action in this field was aimed to follow the line taken by John Paul II and Benedict XVI, who had allowed the ancient rite and had asked for subsequent verification. 
The most recent verification made it clear that there was a need to regulate the practice and above all to avoid it becoming a matter, let us say, of fashion or fad and remaining instead of pastoral question. I look forward to the studies that will refine the reflection on the theme that is important. The liturgy is the people of God's public praise, end quote. There he gave us a hint of what's coming, more studies. And what does he mean by studies? He's going to be more surveys of the bishops that many bishops will later say they never got that Rome will then use to further restrict the Latin mass. Their goal is very clearly to end it. And they're going to find a way, probably. The division is what he's most concerned about, though. Division meaning resistance to his program to bury the Catholic faith and replace it with a group hug secularism that his elite allies and backers want the faith reduced to. Resisting his program is that division that he objects to so much. He thinks adherence to the apostolic mass is a fad. The problem is that fads come and go, and if anything, the growth of the apostolic mass since Samorum Pontificum has shown that it's anything but a fad. For younger Catholics especially, it is filling a void that the Novus Ordo simply is not, and it's not capable of. What is being provided is unfiltered Catholicism, unadulterated with the values of the world and whatever messaging the priest celebrant wants to push personally, and certainly free of dad jokes. For whatever reason, that is just simply the case. All you have to do is ask Catholics who, had, who made the permanent switch from the new mass to the old why they did it, and their answers nearly always can be boiled down to what I just said. That's what Francis says about traditional Catholics. Meanwhile, I'm about to show you what a horrific act of liturgical nonsense looks like that came out of Puerto Rico at the same time, where a priest offered an invalid mass. I just spoke out of priests pushing their own messaging by misusing the holy sacrifice of the mass and the altar for their own messaging, for their own neo-gospel. That's what you're going to see here. The language spoken is Spanish, but it's not the words that are spoken that are the problem. And anyone who go, who's ever been to a new mass will recognize what part of the mass that you're seeing despite the language barrier. What you're about to see is the consecration. Tell me if you see what is wrong here. Congregas a tu pueblo sin cesar para que ofrezca en tu honor un sacrificio sin mancha desde donde sale el sol hasta el ocaso. Por eso, Padre, te suplicamos que santifiques por el mismo Espíritu estos dones que hemos separado para ti de manera que se conviertan en el cuerpo y la sangre de Jesucristo, Hijo tuyo y Señor nuestro, que nos mandó celebrar estos misterios. El mismo, la víspera de su pasión, como memorial de su amor hacia nosotros, y como anticipo de la esperanza de la resurrección, tomó pan en sus manos, pronunció sobre él la bendición, y se lo repartió diciendo, Tomen y coman todos de él, porque esto es mi cuerpo, que será entregado por ustedes. Señor mío y Dios mío. De la misma manera, cuando ya estaba para terminar la cena, tomó un cáliz lleno de vino, pronunció de nuevo la bendición sobre él y se lo pasó a sus amigos diciendo If you guess that the consecration was invalid because the priest allowed a laywoman to say the words of consecration at the altar in an act that can only be described as con celebration of the mass you would be correct 
that mass was almost certainly invalid, and those lay people who participated should have known better than to stay once it was clear that she was participating in the consecration, actively participating. And I don't mean actively participating the way the lay people are supposed to unite their prayers to the priest during the consecration. I mean actually con-celebrating the Mass. That is itself an indictment of the state of the catechesis in the church, by the way. But remember, the pre that priest will probably not be punished for his disregard of the faith for the false gospel of the secular world that fed into what he was doing. That priest is viewed more favorably by Francis and his Francis bishops in Puerto Rico than traditional Catholics are because a traditionalists, according to Francis, as traditionalists, we are pagan. Never forget that Francis believes that we have no faith. But in a way, we knew that already. Francis treats us, the sheep he is allegedly supposed to be shepherding, as his enemies. And because the world sees him as being the Pope, by implication, we are then enemies of the church and of our blessed Lord. This isn't a slippery slope. These are the simplest implications of what he is saying, if you take them to their logical conclusion. So I'm curious what you think about this. Let me know in the comments if Francis's words stung, or if you think they're right on the money, or what you're thinking in general. And make sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing these messages on social media. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.